live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings, a live fire, fun, and provocative show. Want to jump in on the show tonight? No problem. I have contact information for you at the ready, and here's what it sounds like. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. It's the second Tuesday of a month. And leading off that first interview segment, of course, the founder of the greatest barbecue and grilling website ever, Meathead, will be joining us. There he is. He's ready to rock and roll, so stand by for him. Uh, We'll be talking about water pans, myth busting. I might have a question before we get to myth busting for Meathead. So he is already in the green room and ready to take it all in, ready for your questions on top of everything else. So Meathead coming up shortly. Then, after Meathead, we'll be joined by the co-founder of a longtime sponsor of this show. Fireboard is one of my favorite remote thermometering devices. They have since come out with Fireboard 2 and the associated Fireboard 2 drive. They also have the Fireboard Pro, which is for the high-temperature stuff. And, of course, the most recent unveiling of the product, the Fireboard Spark, which is not only an instant-read meat thermometer, it's also a single-channel fireboard as well, and then it interacts with bigger fireboards. It's a whole mess. Ted will be joining us this evening at 35 past to talk about a brand-new feature rollout that if you have the original fireboard like myself or if you have upgraded to the Fireboard 2 or the Drive, what have you, this is something everybody can get because it is app-driven, so it doesn't matter what the hardware is. This is a software situation, and it's really pressing the envelope of where things are headed these days in live fire, especially with the insistence, perhaps I should say laziness, Uh of the general public on not trying to know your fire and know the associated meats, but I get off the soapbox just for a second to help you out and become an even better cook without having to actually know the skills. Ted Conrad will be on to do an exclusive announcement. So I will only tease it that much. You will have to wait for Ted to do the terrific unveiling that will be right after Meathead. 
That will close the first hour. We'll move to the second hour. And boy, am I excited for a first-time guest, for a New York Times best-selling author, for a Washington Post or Washington Times best-selling author. If you've written a book, there are lists that you want to get on that are best-selling. This guy's been on all of them. That's exactly where you want to land when you write books. He's also a very avid sportsman. He's also a Guinness Book World Record. The Guinness World Record book. What the fuck you call it? He's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Not once, but twice. He's also... I would perhaps go past backyard and go deep enthusiast, perhaps even approaching expert level outdoor live fire cook. Somebody I've been chasing for the better part of three years. And tonight we land him for not one, but two segments because he's that good. And then hopefully recurring segments after that. Larry Olmstead joins the show. I'm very excited about that. He's written a number of great books. The most recent one has really nothing to do with food per se. It's about sports and how they make people feel good. Uh, He must not realize that the Browns have been in Cleveland forever and of course the past 20 years holding maybe two seasons have been the worst. The worst. So it's just one of those things. And hold on a second here. Hmm. Clubhouse acting up again. So I'm very excited to have Larry outside of that. Sorry, I uh, got sidetracked. So that's what your show looks like. Meathead Ted Conrad, the first hour. Larry Olmstead in the second hour. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat. You can also get live video feeds of the show right now on Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also over on YouTube where there will be a lively chat, no doubt, slash RD Rempe if you want to find me there. And, of course, as I just got sidetracked, we're audibly on Clubhouse as well. So let's start here this evening. And if you're not following me on social media, as I had just mentioned, the ways you might want to do that, then you may have missed this particular tidbit I have dropped, especially of interest to those of you who are Weber gas grill owners and have repaired them with non-Weber parts while still under a Weber warranty. And then... Had your claim denied. I, of course, will thank Joe Martinez for sending me this particular bit of info. Uh, This was over at vice.com. FTC orders Weber to honor the sacred right to repair your own grill on the heels of the nation's largest grilling holiday. That was the 4th of July last week. The The Federal Trade Commission announced Thursday that it sanctioning Weber for illegally voiding the warranties of grill owners who installed third-party products on their gas grills. This is the third punitive action against a major beloved American company in the last several weeks from the FTC that indicates the Biden government is serious about the right to repair the concept of ownership and consumer protection. Last month, the FTC took similar action against Harley-Davidson and appliance manufacturer Westinghouse The news is likely to make your father a mechanic and decades-long Weber customer and charcoal grill evangelist feel both rage because he believes strongly in fixing things in total vindication because he would not be caught dead near a gas grill. The action is likely to similarly rip various families apart and restart the generations-long debate over gas versus charcoal. I highly doubt that. In this case, Weber would only honor its warranty on Summit and Genesis 2 gas grills if customers used genuine Weber parts 
which is a violation of the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act, a law that prohibits manufacturers from tying warranties to the use of specific parts. The FTC labeled this practice as deceptive and said the company must stop the practice immediately. Weber is being ordered to fix its warranty by removing illegal terms and recognizing the right to repair and come clean with customers about their ability to use third-party parts. The FTC wrote in a press release, Weber will have to pay up to $46,517 for further violations of the law. We'll have to add language that says, quote, using third-party parts will not void this warranty, close quote, and must directly contact customers to tell them that their warranties indeed are not void if they use third-party parts. Sam Levine, the director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection, said other companies should be on notice. In a quote, companies that use their warranties to illegally restrict consumers' right to repair should fix them now. My father could not be reached for comment on the ruling. I'll check it out uh, lest he is driving. That, of course, being written by Jason Kebler. So good job, Jason, on that reporting. I've never had an issue with Weber holding warranty. However, I have never gone out of my way to fix or install a third-party part that would impact the grill so much as to perhaps make it break that wasn't a Weber part. And I had no idea, and I hate to say this, I may or may not have worked for other people who I firmly believe that it was part and parcel to have a genuine X part in order to have that warranty remain intact. Now, can I see where all sorts of gobbledygook could be thrown into that? Of course, I think Traeger was running into an instance of that by saying if you didn't use their pellets, then that would void the warranty. And of course, we all know can't do that. So just in case, just in case you had a Weber claim that was denied because you didn't use a Weber genuine part, call in, tell them you heard it on the Barbecue Central show that they better unvoid your warranty. Otherwise, it could cost them the tune of $46,517. And where the hell did they come up with that number? $46,517. didn't want any of that. Forty-six dollars did not want. How about forty-seven? dollars $46,517 if you're keeping score. Meathead is ready to go, as I had mentioned. Before we do that, I'll talk to you about one of my growing favorite new grills. That, of course, the Oklahoma Joe Ryder DLX Pellet Cooker. What began with Joe Davidson, a member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and a dozen hand-built smokers at the Oklahoma State Fair over 30 years ago, has since forged an Oklahoma Joe's brand to build some of the most trusted sought-after smokers on the market. Oklahoma Joe's has a proud history of creating uncompromising, unique smokers and grills that are carefully crafted with design, and the newest generation of the popular Riders Pellet Grill Series carries on that tradition. What's new? The new features in the Oklahoma Joe's Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills include a pit control 2.0 system that delivers the category's first dual sensor temperature control. It also has fire focus, which is a dual sensor feedback optimizing temperature control based on the selected cooking style, that being low and slow or high heat grilling. And of course, that power feed system 
that boasts a high-torque auger motor that powers through pellets at an incredible power and performance. And then, of course, it's building on things that were already successful in V1 of the Deluxe series. You have the smoke and sear feature, which gives you an impressive temperature range from 200 degrees at that barbecue, or 650 searing hot degrees if you want to do grilling-type stuff. I've been using it almost exclusively on the chicken breast that I have been cooking, all the way up with access to the fire pot, right on that middle grate that's got the grid, so it already has those coveted sear marks. It, it's great. I got to be honest. I was a little skeptical, but the more and more I use it, works really well. And I've done a number of low and slow cooks. Ace is on there as far as temperature control. It's fairly efficient. It doesn't seem to leak at startup. The tolerances are tight. Everything that perhaps you thought wasn't capable of an Oklahoma Joe or a company that's within the charbroil umbrella as well. This is going to cause you to double think or rethink, or think again. OklahomaJoes.com is the website, so go there, and we'll be back with Meathead right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show, presented by the Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Joes. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic temperature control technology, sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans, accessories to make the barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or call them 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continuing to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. It is the third Tuesday of a third Tuesday second Tuesday of a month. I'm quickly racing to try and find the song for us. Here it is. So we race to the hotline that holds none other than the guy that has created said website, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Hey, Meathead. I don't have your sound, Meathead. You on mute? There has to be some something that's not plugged in or something or other. Uh, I would say if you're going to go in and start messing with your settings, you might have to disconnect and then re-come back in just to make sure that everything is there. However, we will wait for Meathead to come back in. I'm going to leave your sound on, but I'm just going to go back to me because luckily I kept the opening bit up because there's plenty of other stuff to get to aside from the Weber warranty claims, which, of course, <laughs> again, if you were denied because you used some other part, you might want to give them a shout and let them know what you heard on this show. Listener feedback from the show last week, Terry in Iowa writing in. Greg, congratulations on winning the American Idol season three. And congrats to the rest of us for not having to suffer through that bit anymore. Thanks all around. Love the show, just not the singing. So glad we will get back to more barbecue talk this time next year. Regards, Terry 
Terry, I thought we've been doing a very good job over these last three years at really stepping up the singing. And uh, to hear that you are this dismayed that, uh, I'm sorry, that you are not dismayed that this thing is going away is, I would say, a little bit troublesome to me. But that's fine. If you don't like the singing, that's fine. Ken in Ohio, Greg loved the show. But did you say that because you won the American Idol this season, there is no more Idol going forward? Just when I thought the world was unsavable, this happens and adjust my outlook on life going forward. Thank you for killing the bit and winning. Keep up the great work. Regards, Ken. Testing one, two. Meathead, hello. Can you hear me? I can. It sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm using an alternative microphone. I don't know why my main mic is not working. Oh, no. Yeah, um, I'm fiddling with it. <laughs> fiddling with what? <laughs> My mic. Oh, all right. Hey, show me that T-shirt. That's very cool. Stand up. Everything called Colorado. Hold on. I like that. Very nice. We smoke everything in Can- Colorado. That was sent to me by famed right. pitmaster KCBS championship pitmaster and perhaps even more impressive uh, barbecue restaurateur Jason Ganahl of GQ Barbecue. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. No, same can we proceed? Can we proceed with this microphone? <sighs> All right, I got another microphone I'm testing. Can you hear me now? It's the same one. You'll have to back in and out every time to change the microphone. Um, yeah, I don't know why my main mic is malfunctioning today. Me neither, but this um, is terrible. Well, is it good enough for broadcast? Ugh. Um, it's not. All right. Um, I don't know what to tell you, Greg. Um, <laughs> I guess we got to go back to sound checking every once in a while. Stand by. All right. How's this? Now, if you're changing microphones, you're going to have to uh, come in and come back out. You can do that, and I can continue to read some of my listeners. I have stuff to tell you, too. I know. That's why I have you on every month. Are you going to back out? I I already rebooted. Um, Can you hear me? Can we live with this? Shut the the web browser and then reopen it, not like reboot. I did that. When? A minute ago, I shut down the browser, relaunched. Try it again. Do it for me. That a guy. Look, you listen to me, goddammit. I'm the one running the show. Get that big stuff out of here. I know. Smoking Joe's Barbecue Pit, the pineapple gods are thrashing your show. I mean, who would have thought that the pineapple gods would be taking the proverbial dump all over me? Uh, Chris in Pennsylvania wrote in, Greg, I agree with John and Doug. Your live performance, you were incredible, yes. I was a little unsure with the first part, but you played it so perfectly, really belting out that final portion in a way that blew my mind. You're a really good singer, man. Can't wait for season four. By the way, Jose is right. Everyone should be singing, including those girls of yours. Thanks for a great show. Regards, Greg. Bad news, Chris. The show is over as far as American Idol is concerned. Something's changed, perhaps for the better. Oh, well, not for the better. There's no meathead sound at all anymore. (laughs) Oh, dear. 
Well, Meathead got busy with his uh, fireside chat, and he must have torched it for some reason. I don't know. There it is. So I see him. Now I can't hear him. That's it. So uh, we were getting ready to talk about the myth of the water pan. What does uh, everybody like about Meathead? He's got great information. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about combustion. And then the week after that, we were, or the week, the month after that, uh, or last month, we were talking about charcoal specifically. And everybody has a stance on charcoal, perhaps. That uh, more than anybody, as uh, the guy in the Weber article was writing, has divided houses. Uh, I am in a house of division myself. I'm somebody that likes charcoal. I like, in most cases, like 98% of the time, I like the flavor the charcoal imparts. Now, if we get into cooking ribs, um, I can do without the overt charcoal flavor that you would get cooking over a bed of charcoals where the fat from the ribs is rendering down and then dripping in. Uh, for as much as I like, but I can use the pit barrel and get away with it because it's gentle, but I've used other cookers that were charcoal-driven, and the predominant flavor profile on that rack of ribs, no matter how much rub, or how much sauce, or what other gimmicks you're using as you're doing your cooking process on that rib. It doesn't work well. It is predominantly the first thing that you taste right off your mouth is charcoal, and sometimes it's really not that great, and it's overpowering. I've been to a number of barbecue places downtown Cleveland where they used a drum-style smoker, but instead of how we've become accustomed to seeing over the last 10 years or so where it's an upright, this was a barrel flipped on the side, cut in half, hinged open, and then they have a big charcoal fire in there, and they cook plenty of ribs in there, and inevitably, it's just a huge charcoal flavor, and it's not one that sits well in my pelt. Now, everything else, steaks and chickens and pork butts, maybe because it's just a bigger cut and more of the meat mixes in and it tamps that charcoal flavor down, I seem to be okay with, uh, without issue. Some of the really hoity-toity lump charcoal, that gets a little bit burdensome to the palate on me too from time to time, but I guess it depends on where that wood is coming from and how much flavor it's imparting and what particular flavor it's imparting sometimes it's not that pleasant on meat uh, pork or beef chicken whatever but by and large i'm a big charcoal fan so i would prefer to use that i love the slow and sear um, that i got from uh dave and it works great and if you want a slow and sear right now by the way you can't even get one To add to the frustration of what is logistics and supply chain globally, unbeknownst to Dave Parrish, uh, you've heard of uh, Guga. I don't know. I assume most of you have heard of Guga. He was originally sous vide everything. He's now redirected a bit or pivoted a bit to where he's grilling all the time. I don't know if he had so many questions of what grill especially charcoal grill that he was using, that he did a uh, un, 
uh, uh, Dave didn't ask you unsolicited review. And he's like, everybody wants to know what grill I'm using. I'm using, um, using the slow and sear kettle kit. And this is what I got with it. And blah, blah, blah. And he put a link to it. And all of a sudden Dave sold out. That's a good thing. Kuga has 3 million followers or whatever it is. So anything that good and his fans are passionate. So if he says, this is what I'm using and I love it and I use it in all my videos and I use it at, when I'm not even shooting videos, just cooking it. I mean, I have your microphone on and I don't even hear you. I can see you waving in my switcher here, but uh, if the sound was coming through, I would hear you. Unfortunately, I just do not hear you at the moment. So if you want to keep trying, uh, you can go ahead. We got eight minutes left. I can, but if, if, if the sound is on, I will hear you. I will jump right to you. So, his fan base is fervent and passionate and will buy. And I don't know if 10% of 3 million, what is that? Uh, 3,000, 30,000, whatever. Uh, 300,000. Quickly wiped out the inventory that Dave Parrish had over Sloan Sears. So if you want to get it, now it's on back order. And then, of course, he's running into the issues of being able to supply the actual product that now people seem to be in demand to get in their backyards because Guga uses it. I mean, I use it too. Um, I think Meathead has the slow and sear. He loves it. And uh, maybe he just has the slow and sear insert. Uh, Sterling Ball has the slow and sear kettle with the insert. And he raves about it, especially the cold grate method that uh, Dave talks about on the slow and sear website and through his various YouTube videos. So, with Guga jumping on board, really put the clamps. Uh, a had probably had a great day of sales ever in the slow and sear camp, and then quickly realized we can't possibly sell anymore because we can't get our hands on anymore because of the way supply and logistics are. So uh, handcuffing Dave at this point. So if you're interested, uh, you know, get over there and I guess put your name on a waiting list or send Dave an email just to check in and see what the deal is. I would imagine that there's a rain check. Is that a thing? Rain checks used to have it at the grocery store. I don't know if rain checks are still a thing or not, but maybe you can get a rain check or get on a waiting list or a contact list. So when Dave gets his stock back in or whatever stock he gets back in, I mean, who knows how much he's actually going to get, uh, then you would be in line at some point. Now here's the other thing that's contradictory to all of this. And I just touched base with my contact over at Yoder Smokers and said, hey, it's been a little while since I've reached out. I don't want to badger you about getting somebody from Yoder on, but is this something that we might be able to do before the 2022 calendar year closes out? Oh, by the way, is there any way I might be able to squeeze a discount code out of you to give to the listeners because I've had... Some listeners of mine say that they're in the market and they might want to grab one and a discount, a discount code might put them over the edge or maybe we could get a handful of more sales and maybe we weren't even inspecting. And he said, well, uh, we're sold out for the next 18 months. So discount codes? Eh. I don't know about discount codes. I don't know if we're going to have those or not, which I can see. When you're sold out, uh, look, nobody knows better than me and the state of production. I was given a grand total of 40, 40 trucks to sell this year, which took me 
five minutes and that's it. And now we're waiting to see what I might be allowed to sell next year because we're still in a similar environment to uh, where we're at right now. We're probably going to be in something similar next year, which is unfortunate because I don't like to be shackled with the amount of trucks that I can sell. If I can sell 500, I would like to sell 500. That's the job I do. But it doesn't appear that that's going to be that way in heavy-duty trucks. And likewise, for at least Yoders, they're sold out through next year. I mean, 18 months, 12 months from now is next July. And another six on top of that is uh, January of that following year, 2024, uh, or the end of 2023. So they're already sold out through next year, or at least aren't getting any more or able to make any more. They're American-made, or at least put together in America. So it sounds like they are well out in the lead time, if we can say it like that, which is a little counter to what I've been hearing from a lot of the other grill manufacturers and distributors. Can you hear me? I can. Can hear you. It's, you can. A, it's a different camera angle, but it's not your microphone. Well, I've got, head, I've got the, I, the, the ear pods in. Ah. And the camera. I, I, and I switched browsers. I don't know what's going on, Greg, but we're live. We're back. I'm here. Where? I'm sorry. I don't know. Hey, a couple of quick things. You got Go ahead. You're you not going to come at me with the, uh, you're not coming at me with any Watson stuff, are you? Because I can't handle it. <laughs> no, no Watson stuff. I don't know what the hell Watson stuff is. You got Olmstead coming on. Here. Where is it? There you go. That's his book. Uh, is he write? He yeah. writes great books. Real food, fake Real food. Real food, fake, fake food. Yeah. He also wrote a book called Fans. I read him like crazy. He's great. Also, you got Ted Conrad coming on. I know. I do. I love, I love his devices, and I'm not going to <clears throat> predict what he's going to talk about tonight. Uh-oh. But it's very cool. Yes, very cool. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So we got uh, three minutes left which is great um so you know what i'm not even going to uh, bother with the the main topics we can't get into water pants but i had a question ready to lead off a new a new idea of barbecue television hit the air last night barbecue usa with michael simon appears on the food network and it looks like he's traveling to a number of different barbecue events, perhaps uh, contests and festivals uh, through the run of the show. Did you happen to take in the debut episode last night or at some point today? And if so, what did you think of it? No, I didn't. I, I have heard about it, and I think Michael's a great cook, and he's a fellow Clevelander, uh, so uh, it has to be good if he's from Cleveland. I, I, I fear I've become a jaded barbecue television viewer. <laughs> And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take a dump on it. But I look and go, what's different? Like, what's new? Why retreading seems to be the poorest imitation of any kind of entertainment. And it's well, well comp- competition barbecue is not terribly interesting to the public. I mean, the techniques they use are not very useful for home cooks. In fact, I've written about this. I said, don't cook like they cook on TV. I just saw that on Twitter. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, good fam. I mean, it, it, competition barbecue is fun. And I'm sure he and the uh, 
folks at the Food Network or wherever he is are going to make it look interesting. But, um, it, you know, there's not a lot of lessons for home cooks there. And, you know, as you've seen this, they, they build up the drama, the argument between the head cook and his assistant. And they, they don't teach you a lot. They don't talk about technique a lot. I, it'll be interesting. I'll go watch it and we can talk about it next month if I can get my audio fixed. I apologize. I don't know what happened. I got this fancy dancy speaker that you made me buy. And it's been working great, and all of a sudden it went down. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, as we say with technology, it's the greatest thing ever until it fails, and it's the worst thing ever. The thing that uh, yeah. about Barbecue USA, it's not like a Barbecue Pitmasters in essence. So they went to an actual KCBS contest. They uh, highlighted four or five teams that they followed around for the show, and uh, much unlike Barbecue Pitmasters in that first season, where nobody ever seemed to win, one of the teams that they were highlighting happened to win the whole thing, which is Joe Pierce from Slaps Barbecue out in Kansas City. So that was, uh, you know, a benefit to a degree. But I don't think there are going to be following those same five teams next week. They're going to be somewhere else uh, highlighting some other folks. Well, that's so cool because when you think about it, you go to a barbecue competition and there's 50, 75, 100 yes. teams, and you pick five to follow. The chances of one of them Slim. winning is pretty low, yeah. and we've seen this. We've seen them do that, and it's like, oh well, they didn't get anything, you know. And we followed them, so it's interesting that they were able to pick a winner. And of course, Joe Pierce is one heck of a cook, so they did well. All right, well, you watch that show. You'll have two or three or four by the time we rejoin here in August, and uh, we can talk a little bit about that. But then we'll talk about humidity and water pans and all of the myths that go along with it and uh otherwise yeah there's a lot of there are a lot of misunderstandings about what water pans do right and what they can do and how to use them and i would like to talk about it, and i'm awfully sorry audio failed me tonight but uh uh next month we'll take up where we left off and uh have fun with uh, Greg, uh with Olmstead. he's really good i will uh, meathead always appreciate the time and we will see you again in august there he is, Meathead right there. AmazingRibs.com. If you have any questions about barbecue or grilling or you would like some insight, that's the place to go. I do see Ted Conrad ready to go. So we'll get to him here in just one second. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they are fuel efficient. We love that they can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers, the real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and around ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grill and the game-changing oval design that you all know and love. The shape gives you the ability to execute that two-zone setup that you desire, and it also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, there's more than 60 different ways to cook on this Primo. So you're only limited by your culinary imagination. They have plenty of different sizes of ovals to fit your particular situation or family size. And they are really cranking out all of those accessories. We love the grill, but then we also love the accessories to complete the experience. They have the Primo Grill Rotisserie. They have the Pizza Grill Accessory. They also have the Half Pan. 
They have the rib rack, whole bunch of stuff. So make sure that you are visiting your Primo Grill dealer today, only sold through dealers. PrimoGrill.com. Find a dealer near you. Visit them. Check out what they have. And then buy the best. The best ceramics in the biz. Patented technology. True two-zone cooking capabilities. Multiple sizes. PrimoGrill.com is the place to go. Nick Bauer and the gang over there. We're back with Ted Conrad right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show, presented by the Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Joe's. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Well, I apologize to the listeners for the lack of audio and sorry to cut meathead short there but we'll reconvene next month we'll do a little bit of a check and make sure we got everything rocking and rolling this portion of the show being brought to you by cookingpellets.com your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet driven cookers visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase or to see what other goodies they have available for you to buy my next guest tonight one of the partners who brought you the very popular fireboard line of products to include fireboard 2 the 2 drive the fireboard pro and of course the newest fireboard spark and tonight we'll be unveiling and talking about the new feature that you will be enjoying perhaps even right now and you don't even know it if you're already a fireboard owner so let's go ahead and race to the oklahoma drills Pellet grills hotline and welcome back ted conrad to the show fingers crossed for audio hey ted how about now? Hey, how about now? Hey. Jeepers creepers. I was really starting to crap my drawers there thinking. Good grief, oh, Greg. This is, this is bad news. <laughs> so, uh, but we do have That's, Ted. Yeah, I'm here. How are you, Greg? I'm great. Happy to have you here tonight. And typically when you're here, I, I remember one time we were talking about the tragedy of pieces and components. And this was... Was it pre-pandemic when we were talking about that? Or uh, maybe it was just getting into the pandemic and trying to figure out how you guys were actually going to potentially survive putting these things together and, you know, getting into the market demand. And then, of course, everything skyrocketed with demand. Unless you were a barbecue restaurant, you were probably having the best potential sales years of whatever life of company you had uh, at that point. Uh, before we talk about the uh, new rollout here, um, What's your inventory like? Because I've filling time with Meathead, I've found a dichotomy in the market. I've talked to some pretty big grill manufacturers and distributors that said that they were refusing uh, shipments coming in from overseas because as the year was turning, they found things starting to cool. Inventory was then in turn building, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, you know, we don't really need to bring in more until the partners clear off some of the floor here. How are you finding it? It's been a roller coaster, you know, as you pointed out. Yeah, I think the pandemic started. Nobody knew what was going to happen. And then our whole industry just took off. Um, we've we've continued to be really heavy in inventory. And our, our approach is we'd rather have too much than too little. And as you know, I mean, a big part of our Fireboard story is we manufacture right here in Kansas City. Um, that means you know, we bring in, we import components, but then we do the vast majority of the value add 
happens right here. So we've we've we have the assembly line that actually puts the printed circuit boards together. But what we've done is we've decided we want to have at least at least six months, and in some cases maybe even twelve months of components sitting on the shelf at any given point. And that includes the raw printed circuit boards. That includes like the wireless module that gets placed onto the board. That includes like the batteries and the screens, LCDs, all that stuff. So if we have an interruption, I guess our, our hope is within six months and in the higher risk parts, we kind of risk weight different components. Mm-hmm. So the really risky parts, you know, we have out more than a year. And then our, our distributor as well is helping us. They actually have stock sitting on their shelf. So theoretically, we have like a buffer on top of a buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so far we've... We've been all right. We've we haven't run out of stock. We've been a little close, and there's been a few uh, changes to our board because honestly, like for instance, our LCD manufacturer told us this is probably like four or five months ago. Like we can't buy the little driver chip anymore, so we had to shift oh. to a different LCD driver. But luckily, we had enough on hand to bridge to bridge the gap. Ted Conrad joining us here from Fireboard. Fireboard.com, of course, is the website. If you're not already a customer and you are in the market for some really cool remote thermometering. This is one you're going to want to check out, especially after we get done talking about what it is that's new. So, a Barbecue Central Show exclusive news. If you're not on the mailing list, it's new to you. Greg Rempe reporting for the Breaking News Desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, the city that breaks the most live fire breaking news across the country, nay, the globe. And we're going to Kansas City to Ted Conrad with some breaking updates. Yes, Greg. Well, happy to announce Fireboard Analyze. So this is really the answer to the question, when will dinner be done? Hmm. And something we've been working on for quite a while. As you know, we love data here at Fireboard. We have years and years worth of data and we like to analyze it. And so we let our users start to analyze it themselves as well. And the big, the big, picture here is, you know, you, you do a cook and this happens to me all the time, right? I mean, almost without a doubt, we have guests over. I, I start the brisket, start the pork shoulder or whatever. And, you know, my wife is like, Hey, when, when is it going to be done? And I'm, I'm sitting here like, well, okay. I, I planned as well as I could, but I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be about six o'clock. Right. So you have to sort of you're, you're everybody. The good thing is for years, everybody's had the benefit of these fireboard, these beautiful charts that we've had, you know, and it shows you your cook real time. And so we continue to have that, but now we are, we're able to extrapolate on that current session and show you when we think it's going to be done. So essentially the pace at which the meat temperature is rising. And we even are pretty smart about it with trying to incorporate. There's actually two modes. If you say, Hey, there's like an S curve, so that basically says, hey, look, I'm cooking something that probably has a tendency to have like a stall or an S-curve-like parameter. And I think what we found after analyzing data is a lot of these sessions look pretty similar. So, yeah, you have a nice screenshot up there, Greg, but you can see as you start, as your cook progresses, you actually are able to really zero in on. And, as, and by the time you're three-quarters of the way through your cook, you're pretty much within half an hour, give or take. And as you really approach it, and then the nice thing is you can actually adjust a little bit, right? If you want to cook at 250, but you're falling a little bit short, you can maybe bump it up to 275, right? You don't, 
you know, there's a little bit of a tolerance what you can do here if you need to bump things up, but at least it gives you that that visibility. How do you incorporate this into, I mean, is this just a lot of back-end work and a lot of programming and stuff like this, uh, you know, taking, as you said, you're looking at the all the data that you've had, but and now I would assume, is this a, a thing that a lot of consumers are like, hey, is there any way you can add this particular feature in uh, or something along these lines? And then how long has it been in the works before you actually were able to roll it out? Well, it's been in the works quite a while. Um, I have to give credit, you know, to my co-founder, Stephen Brigabin, and he's he's still the lead mobile developer. Managing this project has been a big undertaking. You know, there's all the iOS nuances with Apple's rules. And then there's, of course, you know, how many thousands of different Android phones are out there on the market. So you have to make sure everything works together. But yeah, it's been it's been over a year. Um, but you know, we're, we're essentially a technology company that happens to love barbecue, but you know, technology, this is part of our, part of our thing that we love to do. You know, we love to, to build cool, intelligent tools with software. And I think our goal has always been to make it very simple and elegant for the user. So the user should literally be able to open their app today, click on the new little tab at the bottom that says analyze. And within about two or three clicks, they should, I think maybe even two clicks, they should be able to have a, a beautiful chart that shows them within a relatively reasonable guess when they think their food is going to be completed. So if I bring that screenshot back up here, it uh, looks like here it, is this uh, the top right. It says target temp ETA. Is that where we're looking for if the wife or the, the husband says, hey, honey, When's dinner going to be ready? We can look at that part and say, well, it looks like we're going to be between X and X time. Yep. This was this was actually a cook I think Stephen did overnight, and we were bringing this in to the team. We did a team lunch. So we were targeting a lunch finish time, and at the, we're about halfway through the cook, I think, with your screenshot, and we're within a two-hour window. Mm -hmm. And then as a few hours progressed from there, then that little cone essentially is showing you a cone and that cone continues to kind of narrow as the cook progresses. And so our estimate of when we think the cook will be done gets more accurate. Is there a way to make it more accurate farther out, like five hours in? Is there a way to say, instead of giving you like a two hour window, is there a way to say 30 minutes or definitely yeah. this time? Well, yes, and well, there's two ways I would answer that. First of all, there's there's another mode to our well, there's actually three modes. Um, the first mode I mentioned is kind of this S curve type of thing. There's also a linear projection. So, yeah, those of you you know statistical and math math geeks would love this, but it's essentially it's a linear extrapolation of a of a section of data, right? So you can actually define, you can click and drag on the app. It's really slick. You can basically a region of data that you want to project. So like, let's say you're cooking a uh, turkey or you're, you know, a chicken, something that probably doesn't have a stall yeah. per se. And it's probably, it's a pretty linear cook. So the linear, you just tap the button linear and you, that literally will give you a dead on time. Hmm. And it's, uh, it's out right now. So people will either update their app or if they have like auto update, this is something that's just going to happen overnight. And then the next time, 
they open up the wrap. I guess the thing to look for would be down at the bottom where those uh, menu buttons are. Now you will see an analyze button. And once you see that analyze portion, then you know you're up to date and you're ready to take advantage of that feature. Yeah. iOS, it's a phased release, but anybody can download it on demand. And I think the next two or three days, it'll be automatically phased out to everyone. Um, Android is, is out there. I think as of, as of today, it's out there to everybody. So it's accessible. So it should automatically update. And then, you know, one thing to, to mention, Greg, is we, we continually make updates, you know, especially with a big app rollout like this, you know, we're, we're continually making little tweak and fixes and little things. And then furthermore, we're going to have essentially a second generation of this, or I guess a second phase of this whole analyze feature coming out probably in a couple months. So this is really the first installment of what we think the potential is. And honestly, this has been a dream of ours for, for really since we've started the company mm-hmm. is that the, the data is so powerful, right? There's no reason why a smart thermometer shouldn't be able to tell you a pretty good idea of when something is going to be done, right? It's, it's essentially math. It's just a, it's a formula and it's a math problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a data problem to be able, you know, to be pretty smart about it. So we have the data. Um, so yeah, we're we're excited to have. And there's even some pretty cool little features. I think we'll couple with with our control technology. Um, and so that's that's more to come, right? And we have more of this stuff. This is I think that people can be excited because we're not going to stop. Like right? we're going to keep on plugging away with this. And I think we'll have at least you know a, a second installment of this probably in a couple of months from now. Ted Conrad joining us from Fireboard, talking about the new predictive rollout that you will find in your app here over the next uh, couple days or week or so, depending on what I uh, what device you're on. Ted, if I quickly scan my brain on products that would be doing something similar within this realm, a meter comes to mind. Of course, I'm a, a well-known meter hater. Uh, Weber's smart grilling device. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that's called, but I think there's some kind of a predictive mode in there. And then I think the latest smart grill from uh, Next Grill has some type of a predictive component. But maybe that might be it, aside from you guys coming in and then uh, that combustion, uh, combustion ink has a, a predictor as well. Do you go and buy everybody else's stuff to see how theirs operates in order for you to do any type of head-to-head comparison? Or are you pretty confident in your product and uh, back-end stuff to know that it's just going to work the way you want it to and there's no need to compare products? Yeah, to be totally honest with you, Greg, I, I have not used the other products. Um, I, I One of my friends was on the Kickstarter for meter, I think at the very beginning. And he old, he eventually got his product and Five he's, years he's like, Hey Ted, you want to, <laughs> you want to try this out? So I, I played with it. I think I, I played with it for maybe five minutes and then I did something else and gave it back to him. I never played with the predictive stuff. Um, haven't used anything else. I think our goal of fireboard has always been like, Hey, look, we want to solve a problem. And we kind of think about it, you know, from our own perspective, it's like, Hey, what, what's, what makes sense, right? We, we basically build it, we test it. Um, you know, we have an array of a bunch of grills out in the back of our, of our office. So we continually are testing things. Um, so no, we, we don't really benchmark. I I guess maybe I should, but we don't really go test all the other things to see how, how it stacks up. Um, and, and by the way, Greg, before I forget, just, just to throw this in there real fast, um, 
we there's a predictive there's a predictive feature of this, but there's also what we call session compare. And so session compare, and that sort of falls under the whole analyze bucket. It's like analyze is generally a set of tools, right? Well, one of the tools is to compare other sessions that you've done in the past, right? Let's say I did a brisket cook that turned out great and it took like 12 hours. Well, you, if you're in the midst of a brisket cook, you can pull up your old session and essentially line those graphs up together. And it's a beautiful thing because you can see exactly how that session compares to your current live session. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of get an idea in a way that actually tells you, because it actually lines up the, the time axis kind of on the X axis for you. So now your old session, even though if you did it a different time, it's actually skews the, the time so it lines up together. So you can actually see based on the old session when you think the, mm -hmm. the current real-time session will, will be done. Wow. Uh, so that's uh, perfect, especially for those note takers or people that like to go back and start comparing, uh, this was a great cook, this wasn't so great. And uh, now, especially if you're taking some really good notes or starting out with some good details in the beginning, you'd be able to see a whole bunch of other relevant information that you can compare and contrast with to see why this might be going well uh, the last time, but maybe it's not going so well this time. Aside from a, a version two or another rollout in a couple months, anything else in the hopper that you want to scoop us on tonight before I let you go? Yeah, well, we... There's there's probably an exciting uh, a product launch before the year end. Oh, um, it's it's uh, I think I've, I've hinted at it maybe before, but you know we've you know, with with Fireboard we kind of have our consumer side, we kind of have the commercial side like restaurants and grocery stores and and cold storage, and this this particular um, small accessory product I'll call will work with existing Fireboards. Uh, but it'll really help in the commercial world. And I think it'll actually be nice for consumers as well. I think it'll address some of the limitations of, of Wi-Fi, right? Like we have, you have a smoker that's out on your patio, right? Or, or out on your external garage. Wi-Fi may not work, right? So this, this is something kind of exciting that's going to help those range issues. Hmm. Um, and we'll have more about that coming out soon. Um, and hopefully it'll be, I think our, we're trying to target here before the, uh, the holiday season. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that. When you're ready to unveil it, of course, we'll be happy to have you on here so we can tell all the centralites about it. And in the meantime, if you are a Fireboard customer, make sure that you keep an eye out for the new app update and then put the predictability uh, portion to the test and let us know what you think about it. It's Ted Conrad from Fireboard, fireboard.com. Ted, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Hey, thanks, Craig. You got it. There he is, Ted Conrad, right there. All guests appear via the Oklahoma Joe's Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills Hotline. Portion of the Fireboard app. So they are not only talking it, they are walking it. If you got the app, get it updated. Uh, Android is already updated so you might have to uninstall it reinstall it if you don't have it to auto update and then if you're ios you might have to wait a little bit but that uh, should be more than a couple days and then you can use the analyze portion it'll say analyze down at that bottom and away you go very cool stuff thanks to ted conrad for coming on and announcing that here on this show 
Before we close out the first hour, I'll talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been pitmaster approved by Sterling at Big Papa Ball himself from the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers. Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. All the rubs, all the sauce, and of course, they're selling cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac two-star general pellet cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, no problem. Give them a call, ask them all the questions. I'll get you going in the right direction. 877-828-0727 or shop the website, bigpopsmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A smokers.com. We are back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Thanks to Ted. Thanks to Ted Conrad for joining me last segment. This portion brought to you by Fireboard. How about that? Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi, cloud-based monitoring. Connect via Bluetooth. Give Alexa the Google Assistant. Your luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232 and be on the lookout for the new app update. So you can use that Analyze feature, Alan F. saying, cool, as we talk about that new Analyze feature with Ted Conrad. I'll be anxious to try that out. Maybe I'll do something this weekend. I like cooking. I like doing bigger meats. I haven't done pork butts in a while. Maybe I'll do pork butts on the new Oklahoma Joes while I use the new Analyze from Fireboard. Sounds like a match made in heaven. Maybe I'll do them also on the Green Mountain Grill. I got some of those. Maybe I'll do one on the Slow and Sear. I got one of those. I got them all. <laughs> Fireboard.com is the place to go if you want to check that out or buy one if you are without Fire Sans Fireboard. Is that the right thing to say? Also, we thank Meathead for joining us in the first hour, although abridged like three minutes because his microphone uh, wasn't working for whatever reason. That's all right. We refresh libations, and we will join all of you back here in just a few short moments as we point to the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back.